It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. It is Rob Carson Show. We are broadcasting live from New York City. Hey, Mom, I know you're watching down from heaven. I am in New York City. I have a job. I'm working in New York City as the show grows dramatically. Very blessed to be here in the Newsmax studios. We're actually in the green room, which we've made into a very nice studio. And Heather Childers joins me. She is the host of American Agenda. It's a two-hour show coming up uh, at 2 o'clock. It's great to finally meet you. We've been talking uh, you know, on social media. Yes. Uh, we work for the same company, so it's kind of cool to, uh, to be a part of it. But uh, let me ask you just to start, and I've got a few things I want to hit on. The mayor of, of uh, New York City um, and this new mandate that he's doing as he's leaving, which I think is some sort of a power play. I've heard some people say, hey, he's going to run for governor. I don't know that's how this makes him better, but tell me about New York City and what's happened the last couple of days. Yeah, I think he definitely just wants to make a name for himself, which is working because we're all talking about him. Everybody's talking about him. I think he definitely wants to run for governor. And I think that he's going to destroy New York City <laughs> more than he already has. Well, you've lived here how long? Uh, since 2010. If you could in- encapsulate de Blasio's leadership in a sentence, how would you describe what he's done since he took over? I can do it in one word. Destroyed. Really? Yeah. How's it, how's it changed? I've never, uh, I was saying to you earlier, I was never afraid on the streets of New York, yeah. ever, when I moved here, uh, from 2010 until after the pandemic. And, you know, I did a 4 a.m. and a 5 a.m. show, so I would leave my apartment at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, this, the city was peaceful, even at that hour. Yeah. I mean, you didn't see what you see on the streets now in the middle of the day in broad daylight. Yeah. And it's not just homeless people. It's a different type of homeless person. These are drug addicts. These are people that are mentally unstable. And they're all over the streets, everywhere. Yeah, and, and also, didn't I just find out that, that they're going to do uh, places that can be monitored where they can heroin? Yes. And that's going to make things better. Right. Uh, allegedly, that's going to make things better. I have no idea how that's going to make This is better. another left-wing policy that fails. Mm-hmm. You saw that in, Sal- uh, in S- San Francisco, where you literally have maps that show where people, uh, piles of feces, and needles, needles, needles everywhere. That's here now, too. Oh. Everywhere. Outside of my apartment just yesterday, I shot a video of a a drug addict rolling around on the sidewalk. And this is at Columbus Circle and people just walking around ignoring the situation. Let's move on real quick with regard to CNN and the fallout over there. I think this is karmic, to be quite honest. Uh, CNN, MSNBC. Chris Cuomo covering up for his brother. Uh, now it looks like Chris Cuomo is going to sue CNN, saying that Jeff Zucker knew everything. Jeff Zucker says, I didn't know everything. What do you think? Do you think Zucker knows he knew all along all that was going on? Because if I knew it, yeah, he knew it. What do you think? I think he knew it. I think that he knew it. I think that I'm not sure if he'll be held accountable for it. Uh, yeah. But I think that he knew it. Yeah. What do you think? Well, and also Don Lemon. We've got another suit with Don Lemon. Uh, right. Obviously, you're innocent to proven guilty, but apparently uh, CNN tried to settle out of court for $500,000 with this guy, right. with Don Lemon. Who's ne- who's also apparently the the big news today has been back and forth in contact with Jesse Smollett. Yes, I yes. just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so he had been talking to Jesse Smollett and offering essential advice to him. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord. Right. Telling him, the, giving him a heads up, the police don't believe your story. Oh, <laughs> Just uh, unbelievable. So I think that's the next card to fall. Or 
Now, domino to fall. What do you say? Uh, yes, exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stupid anchor to fall. Right. I think it's a <laughs> creepy anchor to fall. Thank you very much. Again, uh, every day, American Agenda two to four, mm -hmm. which that's a big time slot to fill. Right. Well, there's always a lot going on. We cover yeah. all the breaking news. We usually have what the press briefings with Jen Psaki. Something comes out of that. Oh my um, gosh, yes. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I call her. I, uh, I, I always on, on my show, uh, the weekend show. I, I yeah. say, "Are you ready for some hot sake?" Right. Oh, that's uh, because good. you know, because she's uh, just. Yeah. Wow. And today, the big phone call between uh, Biden and Putin. And Putin, yeah, what's going to happen? He, Putin's going to go, hello, hello, yeah. hello, hello, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Heather, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank uh, you for and, asking me anytime. Jeez, ma Mer back. Merry Christmas, by the way. I say thank Merry you. Christmas. Do you, of course, do you, Merry Christmas. Okay, Happy Absolutely. Hanukkah, whatever. Uh, but bless you and have a glorious day, and thanks for taking All the time right. today. You too. I hear one of the new things this year you've got to do is get mugged. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to walk around, you know. Did you hear? I don't know if you do this. Bill de Blasio said that they ask people not to dress up too fancy because you might get mugged. I, and that's, that's, what I, that's what I heard yesterday. But here is uh, Mayor de Blasio, who, thank God in heaven, is leaving office in, uh, in about a month, talking about uh, the, the complete and utter folly, uh, which he doesn't think is, of uh, locking down the city and demanding vax mandates for not only adults but children and vaccine passports for adults and children. This is not America, by the way. And he wants to do this before he leaves office. And that cooperation is tremendously important. But we also know Omicron is here. No debate about it anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're only getting a few cases in different states. We know it's here. We know it's going to spread. It appears to be at this moment very transmissible. We're waiting for more facts and more evidence. But that's what so he's waiting for, for more facts and evidence, and he's overreacting to the facts and evidence so far, which says that it's been in 38 countries and nobody has died from it. Okay, 38 countries, nobody has died from it. This is a political move, and, and a lot of this uh, on, the, on behalf of Democrats has been purely political as a show of power, okay? Ron DeSantis, you may say, well, Ron DeSantis is doing something political, too. Ron DeSantis made the decision to do opposite of what every other Democrat is doing and locking down, and he used his gut instinct, and he proved to be right. Now the Democrats, in their arrogance, have decided they're going to continue down this path. And it's driving people out of the city. I was talking to Heather Childers, and, uh, and she said that she's got a friend who, who's written for the New York Times for a number of years. She gone. She's out of here. And it's interesting because I would have lived in New York when I was 25. You know, maybe when I was 30. Would I live in New York now? Oh, no. <laughs> Just, no, no. Because, uh, you know, the taxes, I mean, right now, if this Build Back Better joke goes through, we will have the highest tax rate in the industrialized world on upper incomes and others, by the way. And I'm not in the, uh, the, the upper 3%, uh, hopefully, eventually, someday. But for the rest of us in the middle, you can't live here. And, and for those who are above that, you'd be a fool. You'd be a fool to live here. And we get all of these, these uh, idiotic, these idiotic uh, messages. For instance, here's Vivek Murthy, who is the, uh, the Surgeon General, talking about masking. And yesterday on the show, I shared this buffoon saying that if you are double vaxxed and with a booster, you should wear a mask. You should wear a mask when you go home for Christmas. Okay? Ridiculous. Here's Vivek Murthy. He's a complete tool. 
Well, certainly what we've been saying actually since the summertime is that if you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, but gathered with people outside your household in indoor spaces, that wearing a mask is the recommended step to take to help reduce the potential for spread. It protects you, but it also protects the people around you. Okay. Now, I don't know who's in charge. I don't even know, to be quite honest, if they have any medical knowledge at this point. But now today, the CDC says fully vaccinated people no longer have to wear masks. Social distance at gatherings of any size. So they are clearly not looking at science. Science. They're looking at polls. And I got to tell you, they're playing with your lives. They're playing with all of our lives. They're playing with our children's lives. And in cities like this one, they are saying that children need to be vaccinated if they want to do anything. Hey, if you want to chime in on the show, I'd love to hear uh, what's on your mind today. 800-922-6680. Joe Biden just finished up a, uh, a call with Vladimir Putin, I guess. And uh, please, <laughs> I mean, honestly, do, do you really expect? Do you expect anything positive to come out of that? Right now, we have a president who is broadcasting um, weakness around the country. We know this. It's, it's fairly obvious. Even Democrats know this. We have a feeble old man in the White House. And, you know, I'm just being honest. I, I'm, done, I'm done pulling punches. I mean, I'm done being polite about it. It is very obvious the emperor is naked. The emperor is on a parade float. There are uh, a marching band in front of him. There are spotlights on either side. Uh, and there is a, a Cadillac, a 73 Cadillac convertible with, with bullhorns on the front of it. So you can see the emperor is naked as can be. And if we're lucky... We won't do a complete Neville Chamberlain, but I have a feeling that we will. Because right now on the border with Ukraine, and we have not seen this kind of move from Russia since the USSR, I guess, uh, and uh, Afghanistan. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not Googling anything right now. Seven, 175,000 troops have amassed. And I'm worried about the country. I'm, I'm worried about uh, China. I'm worried about Russia. Uh, we always think that uh, the world will uh, fear us, but unless the world fears us, the world is a much worse place. And so uh, I will get you uh, information as the show progresses, but I'm, I'm, I don't like to use the word afraid because I'm not afraid. Um, I'm determined. I think you're determined. And we are at a point where we either sink or swim. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going anywhere. I, I'm not submitting to Marxism. I'm not submitting to socialism. It's just not going to happen. And we've uh, kind of moved down this direction in a number of ways. We have moved it down this, uh, this uh, uh, command and control <clears throat> by the federal government, by state governments. Our freedoms taken away from us. And uh, now we, were, we have this, uh, the, uh, the moist dream of the class of 1968, uh, which is uh, being shoved down our throats. It's not because America wants Build Back Better. It's not because they want the trillions and trillions of spending. It's none of that stuff. Nobody ever wanted that. Nobody wanted that. Nobody voted for it. And yes, I do doubt the election results of 2020. And I will never give that up. But we're really, really at a point where we have got to turn this around. And one of the things that I think we need to do is say no. 
And not only no, but hell no. To mask mandates, and I mentioned this, the CDC is now saying you've been fully vaccinated. This is today versus yesterday. Now the CDC says fully vaccinated people no longer have to wear masks, social distance at any gatherings, uh, at gatherings of any size. This is out of nowhere today. This is out of nowhere. And the reason being, I think they understand. I think they realize that we're just tired of it. And they're looking at polling, and, and it's kind of interesting because uh, the Democrats are concerned about uh, uh, Joe Biden in 2022, and uh, it's Joe Biden, he's going to bring us down in 2022. But the Democrat Party has sold its soul and sold us down the river, and they just put Joe Biden as the puppet, not the puppet master, in front of it all. So the Democrat Party owns this, and they can try to pawn it off on Joe Biden, like CNN is pawning all of its problems off on Chris Cuomo. CNN was down with Russia collusion. CNN was down with covering up Hunter's laptop. CNN was down with covering Andrew Cuomo's improprieties, all of that stuff. But they're going to make Chris Cuomo into the, the boogeyman. And that's what the Democrat Party is going to do with Joe Biden. And it's not going to work we hold you accountable. You are part and parcel to this. And all Joe Biden is, is a puppet. And you've got a, your hand up his back. That's what I had to say to the Democrat Party. <laughs> so. If you think that your uh, browsing history is private, you're, uh, you're wrong. Unless you have ExpressVPN. You know, when you go into incognito mode, it doesn't hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use, how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you ever visited. These are scary times, guys. I've been banned on Facebook, taken down, had sites go away. People are watching your moves with regard to politics and other stuff. So it doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies, among other people. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visited. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for not having it and using it. Protect your online activity today with a VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash newsmax, and you get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash newsmax, expressvpn.com slash newsmax to learn more. So Joe Biden is, uh, is warning about uh, big pharma. Uh, and he's, and he's uh, yelling at uh, drug companies about their obscene profits. I'm going to sample a little bit from the president and then show you how incredibly in bed with the pharma companies he is. Okay. It will not support. Which, by the way, Joe Biden in bed with anybody is not a pretty picture. Sorry about that if you were eating something. I you to know that we pay the highest prescription drug prices of any developed nation in the world. I'm committed to using every tool I have to lower prescription drug costs for Americans. It's because we make more money than any uh, industrialized country in the world. And sometimes uh, pharma companies have to take a loss on places like Zimbabwe. Consistent with the drug companies getting a fair return on their investment. To really solve this problem, we need the Senate to follow the House of Representatives' lead. Is he going to mention Pfizer or Merck or AstraZeneca or Johnson & Johnson? I doubt it. I passed my Build Back Better bill. There aren't a lot of things that almost... Bill Back Better will do it. Every American Obamacare was supposed to do it. Agree and can agree on. But I think it's safe to say that all of us, all of us, whatever our background, our age... He almost sounds lucid. He must be taking his meds. Age, ...where we live, we can agree the prescription drugs are outrageously expensive in this country. 
doesn't need to be that way. This man has been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years, and this is still a problem. Okay? Every, everything he says, he's presided over for 50 years. Every bloody problem we have in the country, including infrastructure, including uh, health care, including, you know, I could go on and over the, the Social Security Administration, the IRS, everything he's presided over it for 50 years. And some idiots uh, voted for this guy multiple times, I might add, and a lot of them are dead. That said, they voted for this and expected that uh, something different would happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Everything he touches is the reverse Midas touch. It turns to crap. Now, let me give you a reason why, and one of the prime reasons why, what he just said about drug companies in America making too much money, our profits are too big, in the meantime, the federal government is spending untold billions of dollars on vaccines, which are reinforced by unconstitutional vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, now booster shots. We now have a new variant. We had the Delta variant. We held the, I think, the Delta, Beta, Gamma Delta, which you can only catch when you're playing beer pong. That was a, it was small. It was just a couple university cities around there. Delta, Beta, and it was just when you could just catch it when you played beer pong. But anyway, and then we moved on to the Omicron, which is also, you know, moronic. And we are going to do this ad nauseum. We are going to continue to do this ad nauseum. And Merck has this new pill. And I was the first person, I think, uh, on the radio to, to bring this up. Because while the Biden administration was screaming about ivermectin being a horse pill and a horse dewormer, Merck realized that if they bought the rights to a uh, horse encephalitis drug and they could see if it's effective on people then they could sell it to the government and they could do a four or five day regimen and they could produce it for $17.74 and sell it to the federal government for $700. The drug maker said, by the way, the pill has showed a 30% reduction in hospitalizations and deaths based on data from 1,433 patients. Uh, originally, they had expected it was going to be much higher. It's called, I'm going to try this, I'll see if I can do this, Molnup. Nailed it! Nailed it! Thank you very much. I could never work at a pharmacy. I would be, uh, dear Lord, be, you'd be getting all sorts of wrong stuff. I'd be like the guy in It's a Wonderful Life when he was drunk. It just it would not work. It would not work. But yeah, we are we are at the point uh, where we have uh, medical science versus political science, and they have they have met, and we have political players like Tony Fauci, uh, who are uh, changing their minds about everything, and Rochelle Walensky changing her mind about everything. We have a CDC director, uh, that's her. Uh, we have the uh, the guy who is um, the uh, Surgeon General of the United States, um, who looks a lot like Grover from Sesame Street. It's just something I noticed. Uh, I'm a Sesame Street kid. He does. You should look at a picture of Grover from Sesame Street and of Vivek Murthy. You're going to go, oh, my God, wow, Carson, you did it. But that's what's going on. We've got political players with uh, political goals. And here's the thing. We also have, and I heard from uh, an insider that I know in Washington, D.C., do you know how many Pfizer lobbyists they have on Capitol Hill? Approximately any given day, 175. <laughs> and the thing is, there's a pipeline from government agencies, and there has been forever. This is the swamp. This is the swamp. 
I've said this forever. In Washington, D.C., you can move and spend your life telling us how to live ours. It's a glorious thing for those who can get in there. Even people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they're pretty much set for life. She's set for life. She's not, she's not a terribly bright person, but she's set for life. If you get in, you're done. If you get in as a senator, pretty much you're going you're gonna to stay there till you retire. This is insider stuff that I hear, okay? But if you, if you lose an election, you become a lobbyist. If you are working with the CDC, if you are working with the HHS, and you want to uh, leave the government, a, a pharma company will pick you up. A pharma company, some sort of medical company, it's big business. I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. Do you know why? I think it's seven out of the top ten richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C. Yeah, it's not because of the beaches, okay? It's because of the largesse of government. And I've been there. I lived there for a dozen years. It really is quite remarkable. And, and again, I'm going to ask you the question. Do you want to live like this? We've reached a point, and we've been here how long? Uh, going on two years. In fear. Last year, if you would have told me that the government would say, you can't go to church, you can't go to concerts, you have to shut your business, only select businesses will stay in, you have to be sequestered at home, you have to vaccinate your kids, you have to vaccinate yourself. It all started with the 15 days, 15 days to stop the spread. And then the government realized the glory of using a crisis. The glory of using a crisis. We have a gentleman who just happens to be a, the preeminent expert on our relationship with China and the uh, author of a book called The Coming Collapse of China. Gordon Chang uh, joins me on the phone. Hello, sir. How have you been? I've been fine, Rob, and thank you so much. Glad to have you on. Uh, a lot of things going on with regard to China. Um, I was just uh, seeing that, uh, and this will sound kind of uh, a little verbose here, but uh, intelligence sources say that China is exploring the establishment of a military base in the tiny Central African country of Equatorial Guinea. Uh, what do you know about this, my friend? Well, um, it's exactly as you say. Um, China has had relations with Equatorial Guiana, and um, this is not the only location on the west coast of Africa they've been scouting. They've also been talk of a Chinese naval base in Walvis Bay, which is to the south in Namibia. Um, but clearly China wants to have a base on the Atlantic Ocean, and that, of course, will threaten the United States as well as there is talk of a Chinese base in Peru, um, because of a new communist government there, as well as their Belt and Road projects, which could be turned into naval bases, and one of them is within 90 miles of Palm Beach. That would be the one on Grand Bahama Island at Freeport. So clearly China is scouting for uh, Atlantic base Atlantic uh, Ocean uh, bases. Well, here, here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic because Anthony Blinken issued a warning to China about a possible diplomatic boycott of the Olympics. So I think that our, our Neville Chamberlain moment is here. <laughs> what do you think? Well, yeah, uh, and actually just a few minutes ago, um, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, announced that the Biden administration had uh, imposed a diplomatic boycott, which means no U.S. officials will be going to the Winter Olympics. But it, it also means that U.S. athletes will be. 
I think that the administration should be trying to go to the International Olympic Committee to move the games um, yeah. because there are, first of all, questions about the safety of the athletes. We've got the horrible case of Peng Shui, the um, tennis star. Yeah. Um, and, of course, China's committing genocide. Unbelievable. I, I just find it so incredible that uh, the world community is so in the, uh, in the pocket of a despotic regime. Um, but it, it, I, don't, I guess the left in the world, they really embrace their, their despots. They really embrace their totalitarians. China should be held accountable for the damage that they've caused because of the COVID virus. But nobody's talking about that. Why is the world so afraid of China? Or why do they hold them up with such regard? I think it's um, largely a question of um, economics and greed, um, because they think that they can make money in China, and that's, I think, what's motivating the International Olympic Committee. Um, you know, with regard to the origins of COVID-19, you had President Biden with his three-and-a-half-hour virtual meeting with Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, last month. He didn't raise the issue of COVID-19. We know he didn't raise it in his two-hour phone call with C in February, and he probably didn't raise it in his 90-minute phone call with C in September. I mean, this is something that's killed now close to 785,000 Americans. I think that we need to get to the bottom of this because we've seen China deliberately spread this disease beyond its borders, which makes each of those 785,000 deaths a murder. It is uh, ridiculous. Now we've got the Omicron variant, which is in 38 countries and hasn't killed anybody, by the way. Uh, but but it appears people like uh, Bill de Blasio and, and, and possibly even the president, uh, Rochelle Walensky, uh, his uh, Surgeon General, all saying that lockdowns, travel restrictions, vaccine mandates, all still on the table. What are your thoughts on that, Gordon? Yeah, the Omicron variant is highly transmissible, more, much more so than any other variable we've, variant we've seen. But it's also extremely mild. Yeah. Um, so um, you'd expect that there would um, spread country to country, but also that this would be something like an elevated flu. And, you know, when you talk about a lockdown, um, you're talking about a severe disruption to society, which has great costs of its own. So I don't think, you know, I'm not an epidemiologist, but it would seem to me that this is a way overreaction to the new type of coronavirus. I, I agree. And I think it's a, it's a tool of fear. Uh, and, and it's really troubling to me because we are going into uh, the holiday season uh, and I've never seen it darker in this country going into with no hope of things are going to turn around it's just doom and gloom all the time with everything uh, and i had mentioned earlier you know jimmy carter and the, um, the malaise that uh, existed in the country which was really uh, self-generated i don't remember much about it because i was in elementary school i think you're a few years older than me um do you remember that and do you, and and do you remember what caused it because i think it was all we have all we need to be hopeful. We have all we need in our country as far as resources to be a hopeful and positive country. But everything we're being given right now is there to dispirit us. Your thoughts? Yeah. Jimmy Carter, and, and I do remember the, that time, um, it was a failure of leadership across the board. But we also got to remember mm -hmm. that Carter followed Nixon. And Nixon also believed that the United States couldn't stand up to the Soviet Union. But, you know, lo and behold, after Carter... Who did yeah. we have? We Ronald had Reagan. Ronald Reagan, who said, yep. look, I'm not putting up with these guys. Um, it's the evil empire. 
we're going to win, they're going to lose, and that's exactly what happened, which shows you that throughout the American political class, and we're talking Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives, that they underestimate the strength of the United States. Yeah. And I think that's true, especially now, because China is, I think, fragile um, from a number of different perspectives, especially their debt crisis, which is yeah. coming to a head. Yeah, and I also heard something about 70% of the Chinese government assets are in real estate. I read that this morning. I'm not sure exactly how that plays out. Are they a paper tiger? I mean, if we had a powerful leader in the White House like uh, Ronald Reagan or Donald Trump, uh, do you suppose that just a strong world leader from this country and other like-minded could see China fall? Oh, absolutely. Um, Uh, You know, Ronald Reagan in the White House would say, we win, they lose. And China right now is extremely dependent on the United States. Um, The only way that China can continue to threaten us is with our money. If we cut off that money, Beijing does not have the means to build its military, which is configured to kill Americans. So, yes, um, this is a failure of leadership. And and as I say, this is not partisan. Um, You can find some of the worst elements with regard to this conservative Republicans. Um, But they just do not understand that um, we're in the spite of our lives. We've got to win. And we've got the tools to do it, uh, except that there are a lot of people who don't want to. And that is extremely troubling. It is. Uh, uh, some people are just afraid. They don't have the cojones to face things like this. And, and again, you're, right, you're exactly right. One of the reasons being is they underestimate the power of, of the United States, not just militarily, just as an economic power and just as a world leader on the world stage. I greatly appreciate you joining me. I know you've got a host of, of, of books, and you also have a terrific Twitter feed as well. Gordon, is it Gordon G. Chang, right, under, under Twitter? Yes, that's right. And, and I, I tweet daily about the issues with regard to China, especially right now where they are so critical. Because, you know, you're absolutely right. It's a question of American leadership, and we need it. What happens if China collapses? We don't know. Okay. Um, right. I don't think it's going to yeah, be as pleasant as the Soviet Union's failure was. Xi Jinping's no. a tough guy, much more so than Mike, Mikhail Gorbachev. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I greatly appreciate expertise. It's always great to have you on. I watch you on Newsmax when you appear. I always uh, use some of the audio on the radio program because I really appreciate your opinions and your expertise. And I feel blessed to have you on the show. So uh, if I don't talk to you before uh, the new year, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and happy new year to you, my friend. Okay? And to you as well, Robin. Thank you very much. Very good. Okay. Make sure to check out uh, Twitter, Gordon G. Chang. It's one of those, uh, uh, one of those uh, Twitter feeds you'll, you'll actually want to follow, you'll actually look forward to, because there's a lot of crap on Twitter. This is the non-crap. It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past, Gold Star families, police and all first responders, and you, and you. Thank you very much. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.